let me let me bounce this question off you though, because I I just started playing Dark Arisen after your your constant recommendation, and um. Is there any way to tell before getting into a fight with the monster whether or not it is so strong that it will be able to just tear your dick right off and put it on put it on the ground? No, you just got to put your dick out there and hope for the best. Because I is just got a, a, I got a mission to go fight some monsters in a well, and I jumped down the well, and before my feet touched the bottom of the well, my dick had been just destroyed. Is that a common special ability for the monsters? Yeah, every once a monster gets above level fifty, genital mutilation just... is like is their the top. It's the main arrow in their quiver. So they're like moils. How do you look uh, at a monster in Dragon's Dogma and go, "Are you are you the dick ripping kind?" Is if there... he, I will tell you. No, I I have. Oh, it's very uh, obvious. Yeah, you're obviously the better choice. If he has a Yamulka and okay. a small blade in his hand. Okay, well now you're doing Jewish gags. Nobody's going to get those in the play, in the flyer states. That's true. See that I'm trying <laughs> to broaden the horizons. <laughs> but we're our our demo is firmly in the breadbasket. Yep. <laughs> Justin McElroy and I know the best thing of the week. Oh, you caught my name is Griffin McElroy and I know the best thing of the week. My name is Christopher Plant and I know the best thing of the week. My name is Russ Frustick and I know the best thing of the week. Oh, this no. is the besties where we talk about the very latest and greatest in culture. <clears throat> Frustick, uh, shut up. Is Frustick sick? <laughs> no, I'm just speaking very softly. Okay. Are you in a, Are you recording in a library? Or if you know, I just thought I thought it would be a nice change of pace to maybe dial it dial it down a little. Are bit. you dying? He asked. Fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed that you're not dying. That you're not oh, dying. Few, few. He okay. said, "Fingers crossed." <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, boy, howdy! What a week! What a week oof. of games. It's been Woof. busy. Yeah. Um. I, God, I, I, Justin, can you start? Because I'm just so excited to hear you talk about your thing. Uh, oh boy. yeah, the best. Star Trek game of the month. Oh no. Is Star Trek the game of the month? Uh I mean May, I'm April I don't, edition. I don't know if I I really I don't know if any other game that has the word Star or Trek are being released this month because if so this will almost certainly be usurped. <laughs> uh but Star Trek the game is is really Really, really, really terrible. It's I, really very bad. I remember seeing the announcement of this game. Was it last E3 that it was announced? I think I so. Think maybe two E3s ago. It's, it's been a while. It's a Namco Bandai published joint, right? Oh, yeah. And I used it as like, this was when Dark Souls just came out and uh, Ace Combat 6 just came out. And I was like, they're fucking turning it around. And then this Star Trek trailer came out and I thought it looked kind of dope. Yeah, it kind of looked okay. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's really... It, the problems start conceptually. I mean, I'm not the world's biggest Star Trek fan, right? I've seen the movies. I've watched a good amount of Next Generation. I'm not, like, a, a hardcore fan. But, like, I understand enough to know that the idea of a third-person shooter where you're killing a bunch of people is, like, not Star Trek. I mean, yeah. Star Trek is about... Uh, I mean, it's, it's always... I mean, since its inception, it's been about equality and and pushing for like social justice and stuff not if you're a klingon not yeah well i mean even they patched it up they but they built some bridges there yeah and then they blew shit up but this game like if you look at star trek the 25th anniversary that is kind of like a cool adventure game where phasers were like a rarity this is a game where you are you're pitted against an alien race called the gorn who are from the classic show oh really with the cannon what he where he shoots the cannon and it kills the gorn is that that one? I don't know. The, I never watched it. Does it look show. like a lizard? Yeah, it's like yeah. a lizard. Yeah, okay. So apparently in the original show, Captain Kirk, uh, played by William Shatner, handcrafts a cannon, as in a like physical shooting cannonballs thing, out of like wood and rocks and such, and shoots it into the body of a lizard man. And it's sort of like a memorable moment. It, okay, so imagine that memorable moment repeated <laughs> 300,000 times uh, and uh, for about 12 hours, and there's your video game. So, like, there's that. It's, like, that conceptually, it's crazy. Like, it has nothing. There's no, I mean, there's, like, 
There's exploration only that you can point your tricorder at things and get experience points. Like, it's not. Ooh, Ooh I like uh, those. I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, there's an upgrade for your... You can, you can fire your phaser on kill with right trigger, and you can fire it on stun with right bumper. Uh, and there's an upgrade to your stun setting that knocks out every enemy with a single shot. Oh, very handy. So that's good. That doesn't mess anything up at so all. So are you only fighting the Gorn, or are you fighting others? Well, you're fighting the Gorn, and you're also fighting uh, crew members that have been infected by the Gorn. Okay. Presumably How do you get infected by sleeping with them? Because they the character models lying around. So they Did just they... Like, right. Did they... How are how do you get infected by a lizard? They though? stab you with a giant needle. Oof. Do they just get thing. scaly and shit? Their eyes get yellow, and then Ooh. they try to kill you. And the whole time they're trying to kill you, they say things like, Please don't shoot back. I have a family. I'm do doing really? this against my will. Pretty harsh. Do, oh, do they say this? Bummer. That is what they say. I'm not making That's not a goof. <clears throat> like, those are the things they say. That's horrifying. There, there's an em- enterprise level where you're like, fi- you know, you're, you're piloting the most iconic vessel in all of science fiction and it is a turret sequence where you're just like targeting enemies and and firing at them and it's so bad they do it for like a level and it's never it's like never acknowledged that that happened like it's not a a mechanic they crafted and repeated it's just like checked off a a bullet pointed list so so it sounds to me like this is a game that any star trek fan would love yeah. I mean, so far it doesn't like. Is the shooting shitty? Is there, what's what's so far you've described a game that sort of doesn't match the Star Trek aesthetic, but I don't know why it dis- des- deserved that that um, harsh, harsh three you stamped on. The yeah. f- whole thing is so. First off, it's repetitive. Ob- like you're just shooting dudes and uh, Call, Call of Duty. Duty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, everything is broken. That's the other thing about it. Everything okay. is broken. For instance, I'm gonna give you a few a few good ones. Uh, there's a prompt early in the game. There's a prompt for how to do a stealth attack. You sneak up behind a dude and uh, and you know tap X to. But like, there's no reason you would ever want to sneak up behind somebody because you can stun them and then just walk up to them and incapacitate them. If you do that when the prompt is up that explains how to incapacitate somebody without stunning them, uh, that prompt just stays there because <laughs> you didn't do it. So. It just stays on the screen, and I so they're, actually had they're to punishing re- you. I had to turn the game off and Whoa. turn it back on to make <laughs> that prompt go away. Yeah, uh, there is one point where you uh, are having to like Kirk is injured and Spock is trying to help him, so uh, Kirk is like on Spock's arm, so you're controlling both of them, and the controls are nightmarish because they didn't animate turning, so <laughs> it's like you can turn forward and and. You can't back up at all. You hit back and it's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So that those controls are like terrible. You're moving at negative speed. Uh, and the uh, the woman from the ship who's giving you instructions says, uh, use your tricorder. I've highlighted the exit that you cannot take out your tricorder while you're holding Kirk. That That's is, a is a non-starter. Problem. And so because you can't take out your tricorder, you don't know where you're supposed to go. So you're in the, I'm in this giant room hauling Kirk at about like... 0.2 miles per hour while lizards shoot at me and I have no idea where I'm going. I'm just wandering around this level. And there are several times like that where the game would just like break. At one point my mission indicator was pointing me at a point like 300 meters behind me the way I just came. And it wouldn't fix itself until I turned the game off and turned it back on. Also, that sounds like an ARG. That sounds like maybe they, they incorporated those sort of elements as an ARG. Where it's like physical... You know what I mean? Like a physical folk game. Like in order to com- complete this mission, you actually have to do something in real life. Yeah, and that real here. life thing is ejecting the d- This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right. So, you know, there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. 
And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Who's to say <laughs> technology always works, you know? Like, right, in that's the, in true. This, in this fantastic world, I mean, you can't trust technology. You have to trust human instinct. That's that's the, the Star Trek angle, you know? Well, what would have been awesome is if at the end of the game, Q popped up and said, get it? <laughs> and then the game ended. <laughs> there, as for a few years. Oh, and the ending is great. The ending's literally like, Kirk's like, get us out of here. And then the screen goes to black and the credits start. Oh, like, my there's God. No, there's no, like, I don't know. Oh Sequel. DLC. Yeah. I, 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 it's, it's really bad. I mean, to, to give you some perspective, like, we didn't get sent this game. No one got sent this game. It didn't unlock for uh, reviewers um, on Steam before the release. Like, they were really... I hoping to squeeze out a few sales, I think, before uh, before word got out, because it is it is a turd. Have you seen the television commercials? Uh, yes, they're atrocious. They're the ones where Kirk is fighting the Gorn, and or, they sorry, do that Shatner. thing. Yeah, where, where you cheap out and you pay only for standard definition commercials during like HD TV spots. So you're watching like a, a basketball game, like you know, gorgeous HD. And then it cuts to a commercial, and it's like this grainy, hideous-looking monstrosity of a commercial for a video game, and all the text is blurry, and they're like... I'm sorry that they don't have enough money to put up a fucking 4K TV spot for you. I got got to get my HD. I guess. It's, uh, yeah, so that's, I mean, I... I, It's just, it doesn't seem like it would be... How? No, I take it back. It would be hard to make a decent licensed star trek game that's what i want to know it's called ftl it's available on steam right now uh that would have been better than this i'll tell you the other problem that they're up against and i completely get this is that there was already a great star trek game and it was called mass effect i mean that's that's your great star trek game if uh, i mean and if they had just cribbed that sure but no one will ever invest that kind of money into a licensed game because they don't need to right also, they're on the time crunch if they're trying to tie it into a movie or something. I I, I completely... But that, but even with that, like that movie's not going to be out for a month or so. Also, right? there's yeah. no benefit. Like, Mass Effect, EA owns that property. They invest heavily into it because they want to own it. Why would you want to put that much money into something that somebody else owns? Exactly. So, like, sure. that's always going to be the problem with licensed game is, like, you know you're going to sell X amount of units with the license. So, you know, why invest more into it? You're not your return on your investment is not going to be worthwhile. Justin, more importantly, how many funny accent gags are there in the game? What do you mean? Because I know almost every Star Trek joke uh, surrounds around making fun of Chekhov and its funny accent. So I'm curious whether any maybe one in the movie did. Uh, It's called Nuclear Wessels. Nuclear Griffin, the most famous Star Trek line ever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The there, there is a uh, tendency, I would say, uh, it, for the game to do this thing where a character will say something completely obvious, like, it looks like we're going to have to shoot these guys, and then the other character will point out what an obvious thing that was to say. They do this no joke eight, at least eight times before I stop counting because it was so... <laughs> It was like, okay, again, that, so that's what we're doing again because no one actually decided to write, like, dialogue for this. Good point, Brainiac. Yeah, exa- that's exactly <laughs> that. I think a very astute, Captain. Like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Well, um, let's talk about something nice. Yeah. It stinks. Uh, I would like to talk <laughs> about shapes. As a matter of fact, I'd like to t- talk about my best thing of the week, which is the best acting by a rectangle. Brought to you by... Thomas was alone. 
I, has anyone played Thomas was alone? I haven't. I, you know, I'm always hard up for a PS Vita game. It's just, it doesn't, I, I, I don't know why it hasn't really sung to me yet. I will tell you why. Have you okay. started? You have you not played it at all? I haven't played it at all. All, I, all I've seen okay. is like I, screenshots. I, screenshot. No, I've seen video of it played, and like it just kind of looks like a floaty. It looks like the a really hardcore platformer puzzler that just doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Catch me. So here's the thing. No. When you look at screenshots of this game, all you see are these 2D squares and shapes. We all know uh, Justin hates 2D everything. Mm-hmm. Um, this game relies on 2D graphics, and it sort it looks frankly like in screenshot form pretty dull. Um, but the way it plays out, uh, Griffin's right. It's essentially a platform puzzle game, and you're controlling different sized squares with different attributes. So one square might be tall and skinny and can jump, that's really more of a rectangle, but can jump uh, a lot higher and farther than the others. And you sort of use these shapes to navigate the environment and uh, solve puzzles. So they're like now, boxes? Wa- like boxes? Yeah, they're boxes, essentially. Okay. Different, different sized boxes. Uh-huh. Now, while this is going on, there's a constant um, narration or dialogue going on, almost like a portal or something of that nature, where you're hearing a story being told from the perspective of these boxes. For example, the game starts and you're playing as this red rectangle named Thomas. Pretty sure he's red. I'm colorblind, but I assume he's red. Named Thomas. Um, and they say like, well, Tom, it's, it's voiced in a British accent. Uh, and he says, well, Thomas was alone today and he was very sad about that. And then slowly but surely, you, uh, as you meet different squares, each of them has their own personality and like, there's the snarky square and the confidence square. Now, how do these boxes talk without mouths? So they're not talking so much as the narrator is saying, well, Thomas was thinking that red rectangle's a fucking jerk. So but the boxes aren't the actually cursing. acting because they're not talking. No, they are acting. How are they acting? Because they are you know, in the way that you might have a narrator of a silent movie, but all the silent movie actors are still acting. How, they but don't the, have any limbs or right, any, uh, emotions. Sh- no extremities. And, and yet, without uh-huh. limbs and emotions, by the way, that's very offensive because people without limbs still have emotions. <laughs> they manage... Just few, fewer emotions. <laughs> they manage to exude a certain level of personality that one would not expect from... Sure different sized rectangles and squares. Do you think that maybe you're just projecting your feelings onto boxes? I think maybe these project these boxes are projecting onto me. In what manner? Explain yourself immediately. Do you just say things and like not worry if they're true? Do I or do the boxes? He, he obviously is addressing you. I don't even know what are my thoughts and what are the boxes' thoughts at this point. Jesus, this game it's, got it's into you. It's impacted me <laughs> so deeply. They should call it Frushtick is Alone. Well, that's Aww. just that's just life. That's just every day. That's what life is called. I wake up every morning and I say that. I was alone. Oh, well, funny you should say that because I was playing. The, I, I'm playing this on Vita uh-huh. on my couch, uh-huh. and my girlfriend is watching TV and not oh, really paying attention. Brag. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, girlfriend. <laughs> I found a TV. So oh, she it? looks over and she's like, why are you even playing this game? And then she hears the narration and is half interested. Uh-huh. And then I screw up and like the red rectangle falls accidentally into some water. And she gasps in horror. Like something horrible has happened to the red rectangle. And that honestly says a lot about how much emotional investment one develops with these stupid squares and rectangles. Yeah. I mean, you've obviously of, shared with your girlfriend your your intense love of shapes. Your yes. intense. We've already been there. Why geometry. do you think I'm working for this site? I'm a huge fan of shapes. That's to be point. fair, his girlfriend is an art scholar, so she has an unusual high amount of interest in shapes and color. Mm-hmm. I thought you were that's gonna so. say his. I thought you were gonna say your girlfriend is a rhombus. And I would be like, <laughs> that's insane. We're really more um, of a trapezoid. It doesn't, it just looks kind of, it just, I don't know. I think the jumping. Download the, the, the actual, demo. Okay, I'll the, do that. There's a demo. And and if you don't, like, honestly, I, I was not super into it when I first started playing, but the tone of it and the way, like, honestly, like, it reminds me a lot of Portal in the sense that Portal, the mechanic of Portal, especially in Portal 1, is not super, super interesting until towards the end of the game. Yeah. 
And that feels like this as well, where it really starts ramping up. Like the basics are very basic, but you're propelled by the writing, which is good. And you're also propelled by like, you know, just like they do like cool environmental stuff and cool, a really good ambient soundtrack. And my, honestly, like Green Rectangle, I don't know what is going to happen to that guy, but I'm worried about him. Yeah. Like you I'm know really... what the puzzles felt like in that game to me? Have you ever what? like, you know when you talk on the phone, sometimes you like doodle? Like, you, you enjoy having the conversation, but you still kind of, like, doodle to keep your hands busy. Like, the well, what do you mean by doodle? Like, when doodle, I'm, like, doodle. Like, like doodle, I'm doodling, doodle, doodle, like, like right now? Like, yeah, I'm doodling? Like, like a scribble. When I, like, in the bathroom, when, when I'm, I'm doodling. conversing with somebody, I give them the fullness of my attention. That's, like, that's like talking one No, but when I'm, when I'm on the phone with someone, all I'm doing is doodling with my hand. Yeah, yeah, oh, the doodle. God, he's making a jerk-off joke. Are, are you? Oh. Okay, yeah. so when you know how you doodle? Okay, so... It was pretty good. What, I, thank you. That's what the game reminds me of. Like, the puzzles, I don't feel like ever get very complex. Did uh, you finish I, the whole game? Uh, I got probably like 75% of the way through. And that oh, did you? Do I, need to, do I need to finish it? The story The story was very interesting, but ultimately I got bored. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's what I, I would say, and that's what I would say for the game is I never felt challenged. So eventually, is like nifty as the story was, it just yeah. kind of fell to the wayside. Well, how many of those trophies did you get? Uh, I played it on PC. Uh, sorry. Oh, so you cool got kids. no trophies. I so you would have been way more challenged if you got all the trophies. Honestly, I think it's really groovy, and especially on the Vita, which is slowly but surely getting a larger lineup. But right now, <laughs> it's still pretty dry in terms of releases. Uh, what was that? I think somebody's at the door. One second. Should right? we edit it? Should we pause her? Why is yeah, he? Yeah. No, his door is literally right next to his computer. No, right? no, hey, yo, no that's no, not no, the guys. door. I'm, I'm opening the door. I, I haven't even. That's not, the, my that's not your door. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's the window, buddy. You don't know what the window looks like? Typically, we have the good fortune of having these guests visit, like, specifically in halftime. This is, I think, the first time that one's just sort of showed up. Apropos. Hey, it's a good time. Oh. It's always a good time for me. You know who I am? Yeah, I'm gonna guess I know who you. I know who the fuck you are. It's me. It's New York Giraffe. Hey, besties, hey. how you doing? Hey, 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 Russ, are you not upset that New York Giraffe just interrupted you? No, it's totally cool. I don't mind that at all. Honestly, we're buds. Yeah, are you? <laughs> yeah, me, New York Giraffe. Me and Russ are the best of friends. Wait, you two like used to the be best in a show choir together, right? Maybe, no. maybe you two could sing, a, sing one of your, your famous songs. Sing one of your songs and make sure that you really nail the harmonies. Well, Russ is going to be drinking water while I sing. <laughs> How was that? That was so amazing. I, besties, I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to dis- derail what, whatever you guys were talking about with the shapes and such. I want to talk about something. It's very near and dear to my heart. Have you guys heard about this, this Pizza Hut app? Oh, on the man. Xbox, what? Mm-hmm. Could, what? I do. There's so many problems. Like, pizza wouldn't be a thing that giraffes eat. How would a giraffe use an Xbox controller? Oh, what are you connect. trying to say? I can't eat. I can't eat pizza just because I'm a giraffe. No, That's no. It, well, it, what that kind is of pizza? Not only racist, but fully incorrect. Not only can I eat pizza, my uncle on yeah. Long Island makes pizza. Okay, oh, is your uncle also giraffe based? Of course, he's giraffe based. He's my uncle. Okay. Enjoys a good slice. And why else? Why else I, do you think he lives on Long Island? Well, I thought maybe you were... I I don't want to get fucking too sensitive on the show, but I thought you were adopted since you speak English like a human being. You know well, what so I mean? You know, ba- you know more educated than others. It's not... We're not all just eating grass off trees. Guys, okay. guys, you, you do know why it's called Long Island. I do, but I'm going to let you have the pleasure of saying why. It, yeah, everybody it, it, it was It was uh, founded by... Uh, giraffe immigrants, and it was named yes. after the length of their necks. Yeah, thank you. So I did not know you that. might be confused because Long Island goes sideways, but it yeah. actually originally was vertical up and down for a giraffe <laughs> neck. It moved away <laughs> because of the glaciers. Okay, sure. I will. Yes. Okay. Um, tell me anyway, about. Anyway, my my uncle Enzo, who who owns a pizza place <laughs> out Long Island. That's racist, but go on. Has has been making pizza for years, and and Pizza Hut comes in here and is like, "Hey, we're gonna own all the Xbox Marketplace, yeah, with all the pizza sales." You think they have 
the rights to sell all the pizza on everyone's Xboxes when my Uncle Enzo's slaving away at this Pizza Hut, non-Pizza Hut establishment? I mean, it, it is tragic because we do forget sometimes that that giraffes are still slaves. Well, not, I mean, may, maybe subjectively they are. I wouldn't say literally. To zoos. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, that's optional. <laughs> Listen. We first don't have of, to First of all, I, I fail to believe we that there is. We can just hop over them. How is there any competition between Pizza Hut pizza sold digitally through a Digibox and mm-hmm. the floppy, sloppy, good, homemade New York taste? I, I completely agree with you. There is no competition for a pizza made by a giraffe. No one could compete with that. Yeah. <laughs> But you're saying that there should be. You're saying there's a monopoly on Xbox Live right now. Absolutely, there actually, needs to be. They actually pulled monopoly from the store. This is what happened. My, my uncle Enzo, also a giraffe, I should mention, in case you didn't know. Okay, you did mention. Originally, it. <laughs> spent about eight years making a website for his pizza place. He spent a long time because eight. let's be honest, hooves not ideal for keyboards. No, but what's he the made name? one. What's the name of the place? Sorry. The, the name of the place is myspace.com MySpace. slash giraffe pizza Enzo's place. Pizza Enzo's place. Dot org. Dot, oh, there's a dot org. <laughs> you didn't tell me the dot org. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. MySpace is undergoing maintenance, so I can't check the validity. So I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say it's true. <laughs> so what I'm hearing now is that no one uses MySpace anymore. <laughs> well, Justin so Timberlake what? just bought it. They're bringing it back. But it's a music yeah. platform now, so... Yeah, and pizza. It's not pizza. I don't think Justin Timberlake would open a pizza website. <laughs> well, what about Mark Wahlberg opened a burger place? So let's be honest. Who knows? I guess it's true. Transmedia. Yeah, absolutely. Trans giraffe media is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just wanted to say it's bullshit. I don't like it. <laughs> Buy Enzo's Pizza. Screw Pizza Hut. Screw Xbox. Let me just... And like, I don't know, Vita's are pretty cool. I like that shape game. Why don't we, why don't I've been making pizza pie. <laughs> you guys hear that? What was that? It's a, it's, it sounds like a low flying airplane. <laughs> oh, no. oh, it gave me a nice haircut. Look at that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, I gotta go. I gotta help out. Help out what? Spreading the, I'm doing street teaming for Enzo. Okay. So if well, you you want a, a pizza coupon, come down to Union Square. I'll be giving them out. Here's the thing, though: bring a step ladder, cause my head is tall. How will we know uh, it's you? I'll be the giraffe. Okay. Thank you, New York giraffe. Thanks, New York giraffe, for coming. Adios, by. besties. All right. All right. Miss you. Uh, um. Do you guys want to know my best thing of the week? Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm super nervous to talk about uh, the best. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details. And all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? I'm not going to pull that nonsense. Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution save some, put the bucks back in your pocket and pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, the unexpected overages. Sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, Fees and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track 
especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rocketmoney.com slash besties the best juggos ever and it's dragon crown has a character in it how are you guys familiar with dragon crown no absolutely not what is dragon crown it's a new vanilla wear game it's a side-scrolling brawler wait is that a name the name of a company vanilla yeah, wear odin sphere they and... odin sphere they need they did uh muramasa oh i like muramasa yeah you did that's vanilla wear holmes yeah um, there's a character who's causing quite a stir um, called the Sorceress. There's like six playable characters in the game. And like, it look, here's the thing. It looks dope. Like, it looks incredibly cool, the game does. What kind of game um, is it? It looks kind of like the old D&D side-scrolling brawlers, like a fantasy RPG brawler, but with that same painterly art style that, that Vanillaware does. And also it's on PS3 and Vita, so like, People are kind of like, I think uh, that kind of game would work really, really well on the Vita, and it looks super great. But there's a character in the game, the Sorceress, who, um, gosh, Russ, if you haven't seen this, it's going to be I hard guess, to. I guess I haven't. Use a, use a analog. Like, what sides are we talking about? Oh. I don't want to do this. What don't you want to do? <laughs> I don't want you to try to compare the size of Preston. You food. don't think I can do it in a benign manner? Imagine the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but only parts of it are puffed? Uh, which parts? So this is... this. I've just dropped an image in <laughs> Skype. This is not a porno... This is not a porno, this is not a porno oh. fan drawing. Um, this is what we're working with here. Um, how, how, is that in-game graphics? That's in-game. I mean, it's not. I think that's or the is official that just for the art instruction that they book? sent out. This particular image is not great because it looks like she's holding her staff with her butt cheeks, which I do not think is a feature in the game. Here's the thing. So Jason Schreier wrote a post uh, of Kotaku fame. Wrote a post yep. um, when they released a Japanese trailer focusing on the sorceress. The sorceress has enormous breasts that are almost entirely uncovered. I would say the top, man, I don't know, four-fifths of her breasts are uncovered, but there's no, I guess her nipple is on the bottom of them. This is the most titillating episode of the besties ever. Yeah. Um, So when this character was revealed, Trier wrote a post uh, saying, as you can see, the sorceress was designed by a 14-year-old boy. Uh, okay. And the headline of the post is also, game developers really need to stop letting teenage boys design their characters. Got so, it. shots fired. Right? Yep. I think it's safe to say that f- shots were fired there. Yeah, shots were fired. The artist uh, of the game, uh, a guy named George Kamatani, uh, responded on Facebook saying, it seems Mr. Jason Trier of Kotaku is pleased with uh, neither the sorceress nor Amazon. The Amazon's another... Uh, playable female character in the game whose proportions are pretty whack but not nearly as um like hyper sexualized as this sure Uh, he adds the art direction which he likes was prepared and he attaches this to an image of three what appear to be naked like super burly dwarves uh sort of embracing each other from behind ah yes so his response was maybe shrier would like this my questions we'll this. on this are multifold. Okay. Uh, number one, obviously, homophobic, gross. Number two, 
did he just draw this for the gag? Because I was wondering a long too. way around to um, zing somebody. So the dwarf is another playable character in the game. So oh, it's like so a, he had his it. assets around. Yeah. Um, but it was, I mean, yeah, it was, I guess, shots fired back, but in like kind of like a way, way, way grosser yeah. way. Um, I mean, so like if I'm an artist, to yeah. play devil's advocate for a second, if I'm an artist and someone says, wow, my work is basically like, lame and that of a 14 year old boy i would be offended i'm not saying uh sure. jason wasn't right to say that but i would certainly be offended now yeah it does exhibit the maturity of a 14 year old to then come back and be like dude you're gay yeah he he's since apologized he sent him a, a oh, message that uh translated to while the picture of the dwarves was meant to be a lighthearted joke after it became bigger than i thought it would i reflected on the rashness of it i am sorry i have no hard feelings about the article not i'm sorry i called you gay because you you don't like these huge huge jugs yeah um what's troubling is the not this dude's reaction well yes this dude's reaction was troubling but also the uh community at large has had like some pretty upsetting reactions to this. Um, I remember first seeing this this post. Uh, J.C. Fletcher wrote something up at Joystick about the trailer when it first came out. He didn't call them, um, you know, a teenage boy, uh, but he did say that it was kind of troubling and and sort of injured his perception of the game, which he's been psyched about to this point. And there were some commenters in there saying, "I I think you're protesting too much. Like, why don't you like these jugs? You must be gay." And Schreier said oh. the same thing. I said something on Twitter about how the internet was kind of like weird uncles because they're like, why don't you like these huge jugs? And <laughs> somebody called me somebody called me a gay slur on the Twitter. Wow. Oh, so, no. like, it's, it's, it, there's like a. <laughs> you would think that somebody using a gay slur, Twitter would have shut down for a while to yeah. investigate that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we got an alert over in Sector 4. <laughs> but someone used a gay slur. The. I, I don't know. It is obviously such a huge, prominent problem of just rampant, crazy sexism in the industry that you usually the other, the devil's advocate side of this can try and put together a fucking coherent sentence to explain their dumb position. But like this one's just like, you don't like these tits, gay? Like it's fucking banana cakes to me. The that there is about- that loud of a voice on the internet saying this, and it's like it's like fans of the of this super indie studio that like their fans love their games, and somehow that love of this indie studio, it's like if I, I it's like if fans of like Super Brothers or Cappy or Double Fine were also <laughs> like, what's wrong? You don't like Super Time Force? Gay? Like. That's what we're talking about. It's become perverted. Well, but a lot of that, I would say, is propelled by his response, which is, like, if members of the studio itself are responding in that manner, it sort of helps other people along, doesn't it? I guess. I suppose. You know, I'm not, you know, they're all morons, but obviously, like, if that's a studio you dig. Here is what Schreier intimated, and I am totally on the same page as him, because I I remember seeing early trailers for this game thinking, like, this looks boss. This looks like a totally rad game that would be great on a portable platform. Caveat, if I was fucking on the bus and somebody saw me playing with, with this woman with enormous uncovered breasts flopping almost independent of one another, I would be fucking humiliated. Yeah. And like that's that was something he said in his post, and people were like, well, that sounds like your problem, not that you're so afraid of public perception. But like, ah, do we gotta have it in this game? Well, it's like, guys, it, when I when I download Madman on my laptop and watch it on the plane, I'm like ashamed whenever a sex scene comes up. Right. I watched I watched uh, uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo on a plane, and the whole time my elderly oh couple sitting next to me, I was like, <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna turn my screen off for the. For the nude scenes. <laughs> what um, I think is interesting about the complaint, though, or the attack from the people who are like, why do you not like this gay? Is the idea that, like, a gay person couldn't still be put off by the idea of this freakishly misproportioned creature being on their game that they have to play in public. Like, right. as, if, as if that person couldn't have an opinion. I That's have... uh, way more thought than they definitely put into that one. <laughs> I don't think they were like, well, I'm going to get in the head of a gay person. 
would they think this is cool or no probably not i mean here's the problem with this right if if he if shire does the post and then the artist answers back with this the artist can apologize all he wants but like you can't ungross that you know, right, like, you, can't, you, know, like, you can't like uh, like I can't like not think that he's a <laughs> like that. Was, yeah, 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 You know, it's not like oh hey, I overreacted. Like no, can it's, I? What's his name? Mel Gibson. It's the Mel Gibson. Scenario. Let me break off a couple of the crazier comments in the Kotaku oh, boy. section. He wasn't implying that he's gay. He just made overly muscular, muscular and exaggerated men, along with the overly muscular and also exaggerated women. Uh, horse shit. <laughs> like fucking horse shit like did you not read the text accompanying the burly dwarf pick does it feel good being a vicarious victim I'm just curious because you seem to be wallowing in it <laughs> like <laughs> yeah I don't know guys not I, not good not a good situation is, are games not like is it not bad enough that w- we don't let women in games and when we do we don't buy them that, like, is that not bad enough without turning them into carnival toys? I don't like, look. I, I mean, in in all honesty, I don't. We we should be careful because like, it's it's immature and lame. But like, I don't want to tell someone you can't make a out of proportion whatever. Right, but let's, it's let's but it cl- still bums me out when I you know I see it. But I don't want to like ban you know anything. I'm not talking about like. Yeah, it's just like with the violence in, I mean, the -the over-the-top violence I I complained about with Bioshock, where it's like, why does it have to always be the furthest possible extreme the longer we keep getting video games? Like, I feel like the longer these things are made, the more extreme everyone pushes it to the point where it's just gross and not, it's putting people off. Well, I think that's the, let's, let's, I think this is also a very special case where this is a gorgeous looking game that looks really fun and it's also portable. So you do have more of a public perception to think about, like as crazy as that is, like you have to think about like, if I take this on the road, like there will be people seeing me play it to have something in this gorgeous, fun looking game that is like kind of a fucking eyesore that is also at the same time kind of humiliating yeah it's it's It's, just a a bummer bummer all around yeah completely uh it's you know it's how i feel when i find out that like an awesome game is loaded up with in-app purchasing it's like well that's too bad i won't be playing that now it's just like a missed opportunity of like you know tone and you know, you make a different decision and suddenly your game is a lot more approachable for a lot more people. I will say, though, that more and more this seems... I wouldn't say it's an aberration because it's obviously still common, but it's getting less and less common over time. Like like we mentioned Elizabeth, who is, while not, like, wholly realistic, obviously stylized, is not, like, an obscene no. female she, character. She does have a size negative eight ways, like... Okay, that's a fair point, actually. And she gets like, <laughs> she sexes it up halfway through the game. Um, okay, and, a... yeah, we, that's yeah. <laughs> we should talk about that in our next segment because there are also some that rad, does come up. There are also some rad uh, uh, counter arguments to Schreier's point uh, that all have to do with like the the equivalence of female and male uh, like sexual organs and like oh no erogenous sense oh like are you arguing that the to be hypersexualized the dwarf needs a huge penis then for parody (laughs) that seems more like the sorceress having a massive labia (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what it's like you fucking dildo yeah ugh wow anyway Uh, you guys want to hear my best thing in the week please anything okay so my Best uh, love letter to Bonanza Brothers is a little. It's not game. really a sentence, but okay. The best love letter to Bonanza Brothers. There you go. Is Monaco. Do you guys remember Bonanza Brothers? <sighs> no. No. Why? I only. Is that the one with the bubbles that you have to? Is it the what? bubbles you have to run around and pop? No, that's that's bubble pop. Wait, is that the one where there's like bubble, cubes bubble, bubble, and a little like weird alien guy and he hops around on the cubes? No, that's Cubert. Oh yeah, that's Cubert. Is it the one with the 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 
wizard lady with the huge cans. <laughs> no, that's dragon something. Crown. Sure. Tell us, tell us about uh, Bonanza Brothers. I'm mostly just sad. Bonanza Brothers was like my favorite Sega Genesis game. Oh, and that's I, why I didn't play it. And I thought everybody else maybe played it. And then I thought like, you know, I'd have friends who, who shared the things I liked. But what I found out recently is nobody played this game. Like at all. Yeah. I've never heard of it my entire life. I don't think your sample size is that big. So yeah. oh, that's sad. The, How many people have you asked? The, oh, I've asked, you know, like at least Twitter. <laughs> okay, that's Bonanza Brothers is it's like Blues Brothers meets a meets like Spy vs. Spy meets like a Monaco. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you you well, and somebody else, one's a fat dude and one's a skinny dude. You go into this 2D buildings and you sneak from uh, room to room, avoiding the cops or security guards, and stealing stuff, and then making your escape uh, by helicopter or whatever else. Um, and it's really cool. It was like a, an unusual cooperative stealth game at a time when those didn't really exist. Um, and now Monaco is out, and it is like that to the extreme. Uh, where you can now play with four different people and they each have their own special powers and there are dozens if not hundreds of uh, systems that you have to use to steal everything and get out alive. It's very cool. Uh, really, I, I just want to talk about Bonanza Brothers. I have a lot of trouble talking about Monaco because it's so stupendously complex that yeah, it's, it's the best very, I like, can do is say that centric. play it. Um, it also yeah. seems like one of those games that's hard to be critical about because it has, like, it's legion of diehard fans because it's been in the works for such a long time well yeah. i mean we we found a way in our review there's it's certainly not the most glowing review i've read yeah well you yeah you get attacked for it though i i, I think yeah. what there's so many systems in the game and there's so many different ways to play it depending on what character you use i i genuinely can see how you could have an experience with the game and somebody else could have a totally different experience with the game and come out with wildly different reviews. Especially, yeah, I, I, there's a character called the Mole in it that can break through walls, and it essentially destroys the entire flow of the game, uh, as Russ and I found out while shooting our Today I Played. And when we were using that character, I hated the game. I mean, I didn't understand the levels yet, and everything felt like it was just screwing us. It, it's fair to say, if you go in having not played it at all and knowing very little about it, your first hour with the game probably won't be a ton of fun the learning curve is like ridiculously steep and they really don't do a great job explaining the systems you basically have to die a lot to figure them out i think once you're playing more and you understand like oh these are the special abilities for each character these are what icons mean like the game is very representational like you're supposed to know what a plug icon means or whatever uh once you start learning what all the things are I was having more fun, but it's just like such a brutal first introduction to the game that I, is it just two players? No, it's yeah, up to four. four. I just, but you I can play solo as well. You think that's the ideal way of doing it? Or you think four is like the ideal? Four I think the, is the ideal if you can communicate. That's the thing. Right. I watched the two of you play, and like there was so much shit happening on screen. I don't know how you kept it all straight. More often than not, yeah. than di you didn't. And I think the more people you add, the more chaotic it gets. That's the thing. Like, uh, it, it seems incongruous to me to have a, a stealth puzzle heist game, but also there's more shit going on than a fucking fast game of Geometry Wars. Like, it, yeah. that, that doesn't... I don't know. I, I, I expected the game to be a little bit slower, a little bit more meticulous than... From what I, I haven't played it yet, but from what I can tell from trailers, it is. It does I mean, if you're good at it, it's very meticulous. And essentially, if you have like an elite squad of like guys that you play with all the time, I'm sure people within moments of the game's release were planning out like intricate strategies on like how to handle each room and stuff like that. But most people will just pop it in and give it a shot, and will will feel probably pretty frustrated in the first hour or so um i think an important thing to learn is getting caught unlike most stealth games getting caught does not mean you should restart the level uh more often like there are a lot of ways to like escape and rehide and stuff like that but it's it's really tough to jump into yeah um, well, i started liking it over time though but uh, uh yeah yeah i'll get uh, into I it I, i've i've wanted to 
I've always wanted to play a game like this. I've always thought that multiplayer heist games was like a pretty untapped, unrealized market. Yeah, I think the big recommendation I would give is if you're going to try it, play it solo for like the first six or seven missions. And that's a very good way to sort of learn everything without having to worry about what your friends are up to. Case in point, Chris Plant, when we're trying to be sneaky, decides instead to just sort of sprint ahead and punch a dog in the face. Okay, here's the thing about this game, though, is everything happens so fast, you have no idea what the other person is doing. It only happens so fast because you're sprinting around for everywhere. So someone like Frustic to look and see that you've been caught and to assume that you did a boo-boo, when the reality is you may have done a boo-boo. Yeah, that seems likely. I, yeah. I, 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 I don't know what to think about it. I, I just feel like it's a game made for, like, competitive play, even though it's not a competitive, like, a, a you know, one-on-one type of game. It just feels like you have to spend so much time learning the game if you actually want to enjoy the game, which isn't I, bad. I mean, it's no, just... it's not bad. It's just overwhelming. I've, I've got a piece, so let's just close this out. Thank you guys so much Who's, for listening. Who had the best thing, though? It's important. Uh, oh yeah, um, I think important. Griffin did. Yeah, I think Griffin. I'm going. Griffin that, wins that every week. Hat trick. Every Where's... week Griffin wins. He's like the Bulls, '94 Bulls. Well, that's because here. I find important issues to bring and to talk about. I don't even remember. Where... Oh yeah, the boob thing. I won last time, but y- you funny. didn't. That was Griffin last time. Jesus, really? And the week before. Well, this has been the besties where we talk about stuff, I guess. And uh, we have a <laughs> website, too. It's polygon.com, at polygon on Twitter, Facebook slash polygon, YouTube slash polygon, polygon.com.tumblr.com. <laughs> uh, we did it today. I played a Monaco. What's yours is mine. and What's mine is ours. It's on uh, polygon.com. You can find it there uh, to, if you want to look at that, watch that. And uh, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a review there if you don't mind. And join us again next Friday for the besties. Because should the world's best friends pick the world's best stuff? Besties!